we good to go, by the way? We're so good to go. Okay. I just, you know, sometimes you're fiddling and you're touching yourself and I don't, you know, that's fine, but like. I'll be doing that throughout. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, all right. Welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast. I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Touching. All right. And John Girdler. <laughs> He's, he's not touching me, just to because <laughs> you filled in the blank with my name. Touching but. John Gurdon. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good point. A misleading intro. But I'm I, also at the table. I respect that. Uh, if you're listening to this when it was released, happy Halloween. You know? I hate when Halloween's are Wednesdays, to be honest. Uh, it You can tell that nobody else really likes it either, because just driving around my local area... No one has Halloween directions up. Like their decorations are already down. It's not even the official holiday yet. Because everybody's celebrated either this weekend or, or next this, weekend. Yeah, this upcoming weekend. Yeah. But since it's Halloween, you know, got I got I had to come strong with my pick for a horror movie, and so I was happy to go with a horror movie that I truly enjoy, and I actually enjoy the movie original movie that it's a remake of, as well as the book that it's a remake of, and that's. The 2018 It. 2017. Oh, it was 2017. Damn, this was a year ago? Plays with your mind. Oh, <laughs> Stephen King's It, though, man. It's a great choice. It's a great movie. I love the book. I loved Tim Curry's version of The Clown. I love Skarsgård's version of Pennywise. It's it's all around a solid movie. And this is one of the few movies that I'm happy to say I saw with you three gentlemen in theaters. Aww. We were close-knit. Paul was also with us. Always have it's always have Paul sighting. there. Yeah, rare... Even more rare at a horror movie. Yeah. Not only did we get more that rare to go to a on movie. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do up. need to get Paul on this. <laughs> Thanks, Marky. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh man. But let's uh, let's go around the table real quick. Just initial thoughts. Oh wait, I before I go into that, I forget. Us three have also all seen the original 1990s TV version of the book. Yes, the marathon. Was- Oh yeah, that three hour. Oh, it was like more than three hours. It was more. like three and some change. Ooh, that's and some pennies. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> <laughs> see what we did there. Now let's go into initial thoughts. Sorry to cut you off there, <laughs> John. John, uh, I love this movie. This actually, I know this is strong, pretty bold language. This might be my favorite horror movie of all time. Oh. Wow. I yeah. really like this movie. That is strong stuff. And you know, I mean, there are some coming of age elements for sure in <laughs> oh, here, yeah. so it's not hard to see why <laughs> we this makes that. it on the list. <laughs> Peter, what about your first impressions? I like it. My chief complaint is how the exposition is handled. I don't like the Ben exposition dumps. Uh, exposit, yeah. Do you mean not just like fan. his um, him explaining the town history? Yeah. Because I, I understand how, you know, the book is done in retrospect, so it's looking back on it. And right. so I just, I guess I wasn't expecting us to have it explained when they were kids because they weren't explained it when they were kids in the book. Right. Um, and then Ben just isn't like that. No, yeah. They, and those scenes were well, very awkward to me. They came out of nowhere. Well, they changed some of Ben's character with uh, Mike's character. Yeah. Which I thought was weird because Mike's I'm barely in this, to be honest. Yeah, and he's he's the one that stays in the town, and then he's piecing a lot of this together. Yeah, because like if you've read the book, Mike's character is actually more of the I would argue is more of the anchor of the group than Bill is. Like yeah. Bill's the leader, 
but kept wanting to call him Stuttering Stanley. But <laughs> Stanley's the. But, uh, but you know what I mean? Because Mike, like you said, Mike's the one that actually stays in the town, keeps track of everything, and actually knows all the records of the town, and really like pushes pushes it. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that explicit. <laughs> the um, puts the pieces together when they all come back as adults, and so that's he's you know a very interesting character. But in this, he's just. The outside kid who shows up kind of towards he's the end of the movie. And they knock on that. As yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's not. You're saying in the book. He's yeah, the I'm one. in the book. Okay, I was going to say, I didn't know that. Well, and he's in the a TV movie, movie, it hints at it more. Okay. But in this, so. it it just delegates that to Ben. And I'm not saying they don't do it in a bad way. Or, I mean, they, they do it in a good way, in my opinion, by just having him, since he's the new kid, he spends all his time at the library. Like I think that's a good way to kind of write that. I guess, but his the lines when he's uh, saying it, it feels more like a presentation, and it's not as natural conversation like it. The other parts of the movie are that I enjoy. Right. I will say, and this is something that one. It's one of the reasons why I love this movie is so much pressure is put on these kid actors to convey so many emotions, so much exposition, so much just depth, and. For the most part, except for a few scenes that I can think of, they nail it. They, they do it. a yeah. great job. Good job, kids. Great and it's job, riding off children. the coattails of um, Stranger Things, too. Oh, like sure. I feel like it got that momentum from like those. Yeah, you know, one of those kids looked an awful lot <laughs> like he was from that. Exactly. <laughs> Pen- Pennywise, I think. Right. So like, let's just do a 30,000 feet kind of story synopsis. Real quick, so this this story is based off a TV. T, uh, I can't speak today for some reason. A <laughs> that's too st- high, too high of a view. Too high of a view. <laughs> Bring it down a little bit. A Stephen King novel of the same name. It it takes place in the town of Derry, and the idea Maine. being that a entity known only as it has been living underneath the town for hundreds of possibly thousands of years in the book it says like millions of years i don't i can't remember on the backs of a turtle <laughs> no 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 it's enemy is the turtle <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever we don't have to go into that <laughs> but in this town every 27 years it co- awakes from its slumber and eats members of the town more specifically children and it prefers them to be afraid and fearful so it takes the form of a dancing clown known as pennywise and then also takes the shape of whatever fear the children have to scare it or lure it to their ultimate death, where they'll all float. They all float down yeah, there. Not in the water, in the air. And that's where we meet our main cast of characters. You know, Summer 1989, great Taylor Swift album. The, uh, wait, was it even 1989? I can't even remember. Uh, yeah. It was a bad joke anyway, so I'm going to push <laughs> yeah. past it. I'm pushing past it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the summer of 89, and these uh, the Losers Club is about to come encounter with this new entity known as It. That was a very good synopsis. Oh, thank you. It really was. <laughs> but, a little spoiler heavy, but... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't even say what happens to them. Now that we've kind of done that 30,000 feet overview, I really want to talk about this opening, because I loved this opening. I think it sets the ultimate tone. I feel like on this podcast all the time we talk about how openings really set up the film. We talked a lot about it in superhero movies about how an opening can really submit the film in your mind. This is an incredible opening. Both the creepy music, which by the way, Peter, I expect you to be that parent that while your children are roaming around the house, you're 
playing the creepiest shit on the piano imaginable. I just that's just how I vision. Your I already future. do that <laughs> with other people's kids running around their own house. I'm in there. I did laugh, but it shows Georgie coming down the stairs. And he's like running the house. I'm like, yeah, this is some creepy, you know, soundtrack. And then you see the moms playing that piano. I'm like, what? <laughs> and this was in. Can we talk about the trailer for a second yeah. that came out for this? Because I remember we were we had just watched the TV original movie. Oh yeah, with Tim Curry. With Tim Curry. And because we were prepping for this movie to be coming out, and the trailer was like, I feel like one of the best trailers for a horror movie that you could have. Oh yeah, it was, and it showed this scene, like the the opening scene, without revealing too much. <laughs> Georgie like, getting a concussion. Oh man, yeah. Georgie eats shit in that scene, and it is <laughs> and hysterical. <dies>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, with the trailer though, I think it was one of the most viewed trailers or like videos on YouTube for a hot minute, like just breaking in all those views because it trending. really was an incredible trailer. And I would argue it's, I mean, probably, I feel like even if you haven't seen these movies or read the books, that description of the clown grabbing the kid from the drain is probably like well enough known that you're like, oh, it's from that thing. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of its signature. You've at least seen a picture, hopefully, of Tim Curry as Pennywise. Oh, yeah. And then the memes. Oh, the memes that have come out of this scene are incredible. My personal favorite is like the one that's like, I've got money to, I'll pay for your college, like college loans or whatever. And this kid's crawling down <laughs> into the sewer. <laughs> Things like that. It only cost an arm. It only cost an arm. And then a, maybe a leg. And your life. Oh, man. But I. It's just, it sets up the perfect tone. The music's super creepy. It's our first introduction to Pennywise. And I, for one, even though I loved the trailer, I thought the movie from the trailer looked super good. I was very skeptical of uh, Skarsgård's Pennywise because I grew up with the Tim Curry Pennywise and that that Pennywise haunted my dreams for years. Yeah, and was it Jonathan Thomas? Is that the guy? What's the name? Ta- who 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 plays uh, Ben? Oh oh shoot! From uh, ten uh, eight rules to date my daughter or whatever. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, no. not Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas. He, he was in like All Quiet on the Western Front, and then he was in that show where he tells stories. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah, the I was super nervous about how this Pennywise was going to come across. To be honest, though. I think the only comparison I can really think of to how these um, like two Pennywise can match is the same way I would have the same conversation if someone asked me who was a better Joker, Jack Nicholson or Heath Ledger. It's they're two different approaches. Like one's not better than the other. Like Tim Curry was legitimately a clown, but and that's what made him so scary. Skarsgård's Pennywise is super just like demonic creepiness. Yeah, he he had the uh, benefit of some CGI going on there. Well, he could also do that with his eye. He can do that with his eye naturally. He had I don't know if that's a lazy eye. I forgot what the deal is, but he can wiggle one eye free of the other. That's why I got the part. Part of it. I saw that interview where he showed up to his audition in clown makeup. He also has <laughs> bad teeth in real life. So <laughs> take that, Skarsgård. No, I don't actually know. <laughs> this scene was a good introduction to him, though, and the um, and the dynamic with Bill and Georgie as far as why later Bill is, cares so much about finding Georgie, right. like why he won't let it go. This does a good job of setting that up. 
Right. And we learned that all boats are hers and she's female <laughs> for some reason. That's mis- because misogyny. Right. Women are objects, of course. Right. The I, Another thing that I guess I didn't notice in theaters, but I noticed specifically in this time, was uh, it is a good example of and sets up the premise that the adults in this town n- kind of know what's going on and look the other way. Because when Georgie's pulled into the drain... You before he's pulled in, you see the woman see Georgie looking into the drain. She walks away. After Georgie's taken, he comes back, or she walks back towards the drain and sees the huge pool of blood flowing into the dr- like gutter thing, and does nothing. I thought it was implied that she must have called Call the, cops the cops or something, right? I don't. Yeah. No, I think that's she my no, because they don't know specifically what happened. They just know Georgie went out in the rain, and then they well, assume they know he that got he swept into the gutter. Yeah, they know he went in there. Oh, well, that just deflates my whole point. No, but you're <laughs> right. The p- townspeople do know. Well, yeah, there are but other scenes. This that isn't the first that. example of it, then. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the like, cat, the cat definitely knew the what was going knew. on. Didn't say. Didn't even meow. <sighs> Just, I mean, I had this great point. No, it's a good point. So it's it a good down. point. Just so wrong. What, what the fuck? It's are a we good doing? <laughs> wrong part of the movie to Should make that just... and scene. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good example of the milk carton kids, right? Dairy, oh, yeah. They're in Dairy Maine. All these that kids are going to be in there. A group name, the <laughs> yeah. milk carton kids, <laughs> or the rival gang. <laughs> yeah, the rival gang. You don't want to be a milk club. carton kid. I guess you don't want to be a loser either. Well, Peter Pan does. Ooh. I do like, it's kind of, this isn't like next in the series of events. I do like later in the film, you brought the milk carton thing. There, there are flyers for the missing kids everywhere. I like the creepy level that the flyers are just on top of each other. Like they're not separating them out and like, oh, all these kids are still missing. And they even make the comment of like, oh, it's like she didn't even exist. I wish. It adds that level of like, this town is fucked. Yeah, because like the the adults do know what's going on, and of course, you know, comparing well, this is nothing like the book. Well, the book's like eight hundred pages, so yeah, it's really hard to fit in on the there. Book. But <laughs> it also does a really good job, you know, with Beverly when there's blood everywhere and her dad doesn't notice. It's like what is real and what isn't to who. Like, right. did her dad see all that? I don't know, but we also know that the car that drove by when um, Henry. Oh yeah, and Henry was beating was up Ben. Getting, yeah, yeah it was cutting Ben. When that was going on, they just looked the other way. You know, like, we know the adults are complicit. Right. There And there's other hints of that, too. Like, one of my favorite little nods is there. Uh, it's after the loser gang has its, like, or the loser club has, like, a little bit of a fallout. And Ben's back in the library by himself. He looks over, and there's that creepy painting of a woman just walking her baby to the well. Clear sign that she was just going to give it. Give the baby. The baby. Yeah. So that's uh, some pretty terrifying shit. Oh, man. Let's kind of go through the Losers Club, though. Uh, we got Richie. Richie, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> we got, and he's played by the Stranger Things kid. I forgot his name. Wolfgang something. Puck. Wolfgang Puck. Mini Wolfgang Puck. <laughs> Finn. But he's kind of like the, you know, the loud mouth, you know, constantly cursing, making jokes. Big ass lot of your mom. So, jokes. like, y'all both read the book. You're yeah. saying is that because he's? I found him hilarious in a lot of ways, but it almost like in some scenes was overdone. He's supposed it, to be more annoying. Uh, okay, and, and he kind of was. And, I thought he was a oh, little yeah. annoying. Yeah, and that's why I was my only fault against this movie in terms of how they portrayed the kids was they didn't incorporate the beep beep Richie because that's like a big 
thing. They constantly tell him beep beep to like shut up because he talks too much. And doesn't Pennywise do that? Yeah, Pennywise does yeah. it randomly. But when he does it in the book and in the TV series, it makes sense. It's more of a scare tactic okay. of like beep beep, Richie. And it's like it's like a threat. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it makes it so much more impactful. And so when he did it in that scene, I was like, ah, well, no one says that to him, right? So you don't know what. Yeah, it really it's just means. like a just more like, of a, that nod, is. a little right. Easter egg to uh, the book readers, right? But uh, yeah, so Richie's the you know loudmouth or whatever. We got Stan, who's the uh, the Jewish you know upright. We shouldn't be doing this kind of kid. God, go iron your pants again, nerd. <laughs> But uh, I thought he did well, too. I thought he was um, – I feel like he kind of got outshined a little bit by um, – Eddie. Eddie. I couldn't sp- – I spaced on his name. Eddie's great. Yeah, Eddie Eddie stole the show in a lot of their scenes because mm-hmm. he was so charismatic. But Stanley is supposed to be more of the upright, and Eddie's more of the quiet, I just don't want to get like sick kind of sickly person. <laughs> And so it was interesting that they kind of like washed each other out and we're almost the same character uh, to an extent. And then we got stuttering Bill, who I thought he did pretty good. I liked Bill. Yeah. Um, we got, of course, new kid Ben, who is uh, the fat kid. Fat new kid at school. I always thought Piggy, like when I, in the back of my mind, I saw him as Piggy. Is that <laughs> because he's big? Yeah. Hmm. Rude. His introduction with Beverly is incredible. It is great. It is. <laughs> I wrote so down in my awkward. notes. I wrote down in my notes with that. I was like, I can't decide if Richie or Ben is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just watching that interaction of the bike with the model listening to and new kids on the block and just like, oh, I get that. <laughs> I've I've been there. <laughs> I really do think you're you're Ben. I'm Ben. That makes sense to me. <laughs> been there, done that. Got the T-shirt right. And this movie did a good job of like making little funny moments within the friends group oh, while yeah. balancing that with like a terrifying premise. Oh yeah, for sure. And we have teenage heartthrob. Teenage heartthrob. Are you talking about Mike? Right. <laughs> Homeschooled. <laughs> Homeschooled Mike. Yeah. Nah, but uh, Beverly's introduced the only female of the losers gang. Bev. And she's, her intro was sad. Her intro is sad, but I gotta have a lot. I have a lot of respect for Mean Girls Squad that attacks her. They had some diversity in which you know who they represented in the school. You had one girl was field hockey. The leader of the gang definitely seemed to be that like outcast kind of like oh I just hate everybody. Looked like there was one book nerd amongst them, and the other girl looked like she was the classic popular girl. Like she had her hair done. You know they covered all the bases. So they could have used someone like gang. Bev. I feel like yeah, they as part of their group. They needed the bad girl. And that's who Bev was. So Mean Girl Squad. That's definitely what they said she Bev. was, but she wasn't really. I liked that call out. The uh, am I a little shit or am I a slut? Make up your mind. <laughs> that's a mean prank, by the way. The filling it's up disgusting. the trash bag. Oh, it's gross. It was gross. I also have to ask. This is weird, but how they have her hair. So there's the big scene where Beverly cuts her hair off because you know her dad is super creepy. Her dad pedo. touched her, yeah. But before that, how she has her hair in a ponytail is almost the same cut as like when she cuts it off. So I'm wondering, did you think they filmed the hair cutting scene kind of first? Because like maybe that actress's hair was already short naturally. Because like it, it looks weird to me. Am I the only one that noticed that? Am I alone? I thought maybe it was fake. Like the long hair was fake? Yeah. That's what I took it as. That's what I'm going for. Like they Uh-oh. put it in a ponytail to make it look like she had long hair because she naturally had short hair. And so they just like work, try to work around it. 
I don't know. It just stuck out to me. Is what I'm what I'm getting at. Or maybe she didn't actually cut her hair at all in that scene. It's CGI. Uh, no, I mean like <laughs> it's part of the the imagination. Of Pennywise. No, I mean, we know she cut her hair because the boys comment on it. Yeah. <laughs> we we got all the losers though, right? Well, and Mike. Dirty oh Mike. yeah, Mike. Mike comes in a little bit later. He's the outcast who works on a farm He's with his grandfather. Kill a sheep. But but I have to say, they I like this point that he, since he's outside the town, and his like his parents and grandparents and stuff. Well, his parents are dead. Sorry, his grandparents so aren't as affected. Aren't as affected by the town in terms of, you know, the Pennywise stuff, because the grandpa even says like you're supposed to go there and come right back. Like because he doesn't want know, him yeah. in the town because they know something's messed up with it. I like that touch. That's a cool little, little nod. But uh, yeah, the Henry Bowers gang. Let's talk about the Henry Bowers gang for a hot second. Psychopaths. How old are they supposed to be? I, Do y'all know? They have one. Belch has to be sixteen. Yeah, some they, I mean, they drive. car. Which, by the way, you gotta have a guy in your gang named Belch. That's just a solid. You also have to have a knockoff Draco Malfoy. That's just a given. And this guy, this Draco Malfoy, was a poser. Oh yeah. He he rocked those camo pants though. But he didn't do anything like, else. It, it looked like he didn't have legs half the movie. He cause... wasn't helping at all look for that knife. He's just standing <laughs> there watching Henry and he's the <laughs> He's the face of the group. He he yeah. might have been. He had a couple shots on camera where it was definitely could have done the and this is the moment where he realized maybe he shouldn't be friends with Billy <laughs> and the gang. Like, <laughs> maybe his mother was right. <laughs> but yeah, they're kind of crazy crazy and like belch seemed to be the only one that had some sort of moral compass because like they chase down ben and carve an h into him and out of all of them belch is the only one that's like whoa whoa henry like uh let's not do this (laughs) let's calm down yeah let's calm down yeah but then he's there beating mike up later like oh well i mean he's racist so it's it's no big deal okay you know it's just that's just dairy i guess yeah it's just a stoning (laughs) Just a classic stoning. Yeah, that was that was an unexpected level of intensity from Henry Bowers. And I guess it's just because in the book and in the TV show, it's in the 50s. So it's more of like a greaser gang. Like, Yeah, but even, I mean, the book, he carves his, almost his whole name into yeah, him. He it's gets, not just the H. Doesn't he get to, he gets to like Hen or yeah, something it, like that. I was, I was actually surprised they showed what they did. Oh, yeah. I'm interested to see if movies now will, when they're making a high school setting, will steer away from the, because that's like a classic bully trope, like the physical beating up, stealing lunch money thing. Yeah. But now bullying is more of like cyberbullying and like posting something on Snapchat. Why not both? Yeah. I I just don't feel like the physical, like kids nowadays will be like, that happened? Hmm. Do people, I don't feel like people get beat up. I mean, I taught for a few years. I didn't see people get beat up and pushed into lockers and i don't know a lot about this but i do like i have heard before that statistically still most male bullying is still physical physical for the majority and that female is almost exclusively social media based at this point and like word of mouth kind of stuff but you're right i wonder if they'll like movies nowadays will like tackle this a little bit different. Maybe kids just know where to hit each other now. Well, actually, I feel like <laughs> the way they'll handle this now is so like Henry was car- if this was 2018 and Henry's carving up uh, Ben on the the kissing bridge or whatever, 
Draco Malfoy or Belch would have been filming it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been. They would the, have been periscoping. Yeah, that would have been a That's Snapchat moment. Idiots. <laughs> they would have had the do- all had the dog filter on while they carved, oh <laughs> carved Henry into bits. They're like, watch this. And they're like licking Henry's oh, <laughs> Ben's, Ben's belly or whatever. And they're like, you're a piggy piggy. Um, so one Chewy, th- yummy, smoky bacon. One thing I truly, truly liked pacing-wise with this movie, because this movie is long. Yeah. It is a long movie. But one thing I really liked pacing-wise was how they each encounter Pennywise is so spaced out. And it's almost to a point where you forget that, you know, the next member hasn't seen Pennywise yet. And so it kind of catches you off guard. Like, you're like, oh, this is going to be their time when they get spooked these by something <laughs> spooky scaried by something <laughs> and it's very um like versatile in the sense it shows you that it can happen in any place any time and it has like different forms i mean as someone who hadn't read the book you know that's where you kind of learn that it can appear in different ways oh yeah yeah and it's not just a clown every but time. bev didn't see him in like in the bathroom he wasn't there. oh yeah she never saw the clown and until they were in the house did ben see it no ben saw the clown because when Ben gets chased through the library, it's first by a headless thing. Yeah. And then when he turns around the last time, because it yells, uh, Egg Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, turns yeah. around and Pennywise okay. is there. Because who... Uh, Which, Mike sees him hanging. Uh, Richie didn't see him. No, Richie, uh, Richie um, doesn't see him until they're in the until house. Until the house. And then Stanley... Doesn't see him. Stanley sees, sees the, the woman, the flute woman. Yeah, flute woman. Uh, Dropping that flute Which was bass. weird. That, that one was, was a, strange. It was a creepy painting. It was. But Do they all get caught? They they go to the house after the, um, they, the slideshow. Yeah, they go to they the house after him. the slideshow. So they show. definitely see him in the slideshow. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they see him in the slideshow. The, uh, but all those different interactions with are each so well done and genuinely scary. Like when Mike sees him and it's the burning hands, that freaked me out. But the long shot of just Pennywise like dangling from the meat thing, ooh, that was pretty spooky. Yeah. And then uh, Ben's didn't scare me that much, but what did creep me out this time, because I did not notice when we were in the theaters, was the woman woman behind Ben. While he's flipping pages yeah, in the book, staring. holy shit, that scared the shit out of me. That was it was like nine thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh my god, what's happening? I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Oh. Yeah, because the woman, because you see her later, and she's back looking at the books. But when he's like flipping over uh-huh. and over, and it's just like zooming in on the tree, yeah. there's an old woman in the back, just like watching and smiling. Yeah, at like him. smiling very creepily oh. at yeah. him. Only like old ladies can do. Yes, which is terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it is. Ooh. I kind of like in the Tim Curry one too, where he's just like up in the top balcony. Oh, with the, the the like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. yeah, <laughs> and he keeps telling jokes. I love that. <laughs> so just different. Yeah, very different. Because yeah, in the TV one, it kind of hints that it appears as what they're afraid of, but it doesn't really commit to it as much as this one does, because like, um, Eddie only see well sees the leper for the majority of it. He does see the clown. With uh, that really cool balloon shot, yeah, the reverse pyramid balloon shot, uh, but the leper, uh, leper was super creepy. Yeah, he had to tell me what that was because I couldn't tell from the beginning. I was like, "That's a zombie thing." <laughs> yeah, he's oh, he's afraid of zombie. Oh, it's a leper. Oh, no nose. I guess was the giveaway. Yeah, I guess Stan's wasn't 
too scary. I actually did chuckle because I had another moment of I thought the flute was because I forgot the woman in the painting was holding a flute. So when the flute was playing, I was like, "Ooh, a little creepy flute." <laughs> I was like, "This score really knows how to turn it up." And then I heard it drop. I was like, "Oh shit!" The woman in the painting had a flute. Oh, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> but I looked this up, and the internet told me this. Mm. But a little fun fact: you know how Stan's doing the Torah reading, yeah. But when he goes back to the room, the reason his dad knows that he hasn't been studying, besides him messing up the words, is the book is upside down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone on the internet pointed out that that you know they speak Hebrew or whatever, and that cover is clearly upside down. And Stan. so that's why the dad was just like, so "Go he's put not the even book trying." Out. Yeah, he's not even trying. Stan, not Stanley. the man. Oh man, not gonna get bar mitzvahed. Yeah. Wait, is that the that's the one for guys, right? Bar. Bar, right? I think bot is women. Bot girls. is women bars. I think so. Dude, Dude we are so intelligent. We are ooh, we we're are not very uh, culturally <laughs> informed. And I've been to one of those. They're very fun. I've been to I've been to a couple of those. It's a very fun celebration. Yeah. But the I'm trying to think through of um, just all, out of all the different scary yeah, who's your pennywise. Yeah, which one scared you the most? Uh, Two different questions, sorry. I think I think Mike's genuinely creeped me out the most. I do think Billy's was or Bill, I call him Billy, sorry. <laughs> Bill's <laughs> was probably should have been scarier, but that was in the trailer. And so that didn't scare me as much. Plus on a second viewing, the you'll float to repeat screaming kind of made me laugh after a Hot second. Just y'all fall down. Y'all fall down. Well, y'all I, fall down. My part that I liked about that, you know, so mentioning the turtle and Georgia has stupid turtle in his room. Okay, fine, we get it. <laughs> Easter egg. But Easter I egg. liked down in the basement where all the water's there and when the voice is distorting and you see Pennywise and he's mouthing it, like he's oh. saying it so it's a puppet because then he just like throws Georgie yeah, into the water. That was can... like, oh, yeah, creepy. Yeah, the <laughs> fact that you can see his arm like going uh, up. And oh, that yeah, that was genuinely creepy. I do fault all of these kids that these terrifying things have just happened to them, and they just like run away, close the door, and then it's like, oh, okay, Ooh, I got away. <laughs> no, but <laughs> yeah, like, so, listen, that was a close one. <laughs> listen, listen, we were all that age. I, I mean. I was that scared taking the trash out at night. And oh, then yeah. as soon as I was in and closed the door, I was like, oh, thank God the outside's out there and I'm in the inside. That's here. <laughs> I did the same thing, like going up the stairs and go all fours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Up the stairs. Oh, yeah. We did. We talked about that during The Conjuring. But that was, yeah. I think every kid has experienced the in the beginning when Georgie goes to get the oh, from wax. Oh, my gosh. The, yes. Uh, the uh, grab oh. whatever you need, get up the steps as fast as you can, and then close the door. And he sees the eyes with just water bottles. Oh. Yeah, that's a good fake <laughs> fake scare good fake but scare. these kids actually saw something though yeah. it's like in our cases we didn't see anything we're just that's a good point well, i saw some things oh saw some saw some remnant people i out saw there. some stuff <laughs> what were you guys' favorite like pennywise introductions out of the kids i was gonna say bills in the basement bills and even with the trailer kind of showing that i, I thought that was pretty scary i think mike you're going to say Money Mike? Money making Mike. Money making Mike. Yeah, his was super good. Plus, he had the second follow-up where he's getting beat up by Bowers, and he looks over. And That's he's got my, Georgie's arm. That is my favorite gif to ever come <laughs> out of a horror movie, is Pennywise shaking the de- like decrepit arm while smiling, just like, oh, hey. <laughs> that I love that. That was so good. Yeah. And wait, so we eat bear fingers? Is that what they're called? The bear fingers, bear claws, bear claws. Yeah, that's what they got. Talking about lost like, it. Oh, like the donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he's got his own 
like kid claws or something. I don't know. That was bad. I see where we'll you're going. I kind of see where you're Cut going. Cut this from the cast. Cut this. From <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Instead John, you're gonna beep. say Bills was yours. Yeah, definitely Bills. I, I thought that uh, it's the first time you see Georgie again too, right? Since he vanishes. Oh no, yeah. So you're like, oh crap. For sure, yeah. And they did a good job, like makeup wise, to make Georgie look super. He looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he did not age well. Yeah. <laughs> and is that the first time you hear "You'll Flirt" too? Is that in the basement? I no. I think well, the first jo- time we hear it is he says it tells Georgie. Oh, oh, that's, that's true. true. They all float yeah. with the balloons, and then I think after that, Pennywise tells Eddie, uh, "You'll when you come back, you'll float just like the rest of them, or something like." He says something float wise, and float. then there's the uh, "You'll float to yellowthon that happens in the basement, and we'll all float on. Okay, okay, all right, okay, already. John, as someone who who is a connoisseur of coming of age tales taking out the horror part of this movie do you feel it really does encapsulate you know the coming of ageness of you know finding a group of friends riding bikes around town going to the rock quarry creeping out on some girl you know that was weird that, she's just laying there and all googly that did make me laugh i'm like she's 12 <laughs> so are they though but we're not that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. But yeah, I thought it was a good representation. It reminded me of my childhood days, except I don't think we had a girl in our group that we all... Oogled. 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 But it, it reminded me of Stand By Me, which I know is also Stephen King. Um, yeah. Stephen King. But they weren't like just smoking and getting into trouble. It's more of uh, adventures. Yeah. I think it also did a good job, too, of they were doing things I really think a group of friends would do yeah. like just how they communicated the dialogue seemed very natural like when they first go into the the sewer or whatever and they run into ben or whatever prior to that they have the whole con- conversation about gray water and poison ivy like just their insults oh back and gosh. forth to each po- other that's poison ivy that's, that's poison, poison ivy <laughs> not every fucking plant is poison <laughs> ivy stan <laughs> it, it was like a kid's version of a quentin tarantino movie right but it, in that regard, I mean, I think that's a great compliment to the, yeah. how well the dialogue was done because it felt natural. While listening to them, I was like, this seems like a conversation I have had with my friends. So it it just played really well. And the characters were relatable. Like we all had that kind of annoying friend that like, yeah. won't shut up. And then like Sorry. the one that plays yeah. that role. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Some of us still do. <laughs> yeah, the, the Rock Quarry thing. Oh, that was another turtle reference there's a lot of turtle references for this arguably the stupidest part of the book well and then even the the dome there in the middle at the end is kind of like a shell turtle shell kind (laughs) of for those who haven't read the book there's a weird spiritual it's like a mythos angle to this where the it if you think of like a yin yang symbol the turtle is the light and the it creature is the dark and, and it manifests itself it's just like a spider creature alien and, and oh my god and the turtle teaches <sighs> bill this psychic power to fight th- we don't have to go into this it's, it's awful. really it's really stupid it's awful <laughs> does georgie have a pet turtle in the no, he's, he's got a, a lego, lego turtle he's a lego turtle and right. it breaks <gasps> yeah he drops the <laughs> shit out of that turtle uh, georgie's not very responsible with his possessions no he is not let's talk about when they like I would, I wouldn't say the climax, but it's like the first real big moment of the movie is when they go to the well house. I loved this scene, and I, well, I guess before we go to the well house, we should bring up the the projector scene because that 
was straight up terrifying in the That's theater. That's pretty cool. It was very well done. Genuinely scared me. I I really enjoyed that. Just I didn't expect it to pop out the yeah. way it did. Even for showing some of that in the trailer, right, like, yeah, it was still is good. Yeah, it was it was legitimately just oof. And I also, but looking back, it did make me laugh because the the cat in the hat version of the trailer is maybe one of the greatest. I was wondering when you were going to bring that up today. <laughs> uh, but so that was an incredible scene that just sets up perfectly. We got to go to the well house. Got to go to the well house. And uh, oh man. That, this movie went up to 11 in the well house. And that's all I'm trying to find when I go to these haunted houses. I just want something like that. You just want to you want to experience what happened in the well house? I want to be scared, man. <laughs> I was going to would be scary. Is this goes back to your question of would you guys visit an actual haunted house? Oh my god. I just unless I was with my closest friends looking to both sides of me. I will say, <laughs> in that scenario, if you guys went in and tried to do the whole like, oh, maybe we should have a lookout, I'd be like, no, fuck that. I'm not staying outside by myself. Hey. That's terrifying. Well, you, yeah, you wouldn't be Stanley. You just didn't want to even go in anyway. Yeah, but also these dumbass kids didn't go in with any sort of like Plan. protection. Yeah. And they had just mentioned that like junkies and homeless people like to sleep in that house anyway. Come on. They didn't even really mention they needed to stay together, although I did appreciate that they attempted that. They did. And it, it kind of it kind of tricked them into separating. But, oh, man, Eddie getting... I loved that. Eddie, like, going down the hallway and then just turning around and getting spooked by uh, Pennywise and just falling straight through the floor of the kitchen table. I felt so bad for Eddie. I did, too, but that was just a great scene. And then... Um, the clown scene with um, Lionel Richie, yeah, with Richie was was interesting. I expected it to be scarier than it ended up being. Uh, I liked that the clowns' heads turned with like following. That him. was good. So like between the cuts, the heads were moving. Right. Like I thought the build up to him going to the coffin in that scene. Yeah, what was, was in it was, was kinda... perfect scary, but everything else was kind of let down. Even like when Pennywise came out at the end of that, I was like, ah, that was a little bit of a Just letdown. Did you see a little Easter egg of uh, Pennywise's, like oh, from the original movie Yeah, it was in there. Tim Curry's Pennywise was fun. one of the dolls. It's I liked that. Uh, unconfirmed, too, one of the photos of the clown is a, apparently John Wayne, John Way, oh, what's his name, John Wayne Gacy. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if that's in bad taste, but... Uh, why? Because he liked little boys? Well, because he was a clown that actually killed people. <laughs> oh, right. <I> <laughs> but, yeah, like the like you were saying, that was pretty good. And then, what's Bill doing at that point? Is Bill just on the other side of the stuttering. door? Stuttering, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just stuttering. Don't, don't they go... Um, oh, no, that's after they're trying to save Eddie. Where there are two doors are presented. Three doors. It's, like, it's three not doors. Not scary uh, at all. Yeah. Scary and very scary. <laughs> that's yeah, right, very that's scary. Right. And they go to not scary at all. <laughs> and it's one of the girls that was missing. Betty. This is... I l- actually love... Top five favorite lines of the movie was the uh, opening the door, the, where are my shoes? And they're just closing Richie. Where the fuck were her legs? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that was good. Um, but then they figured out oh, what yeah, they yeah. needed was to, to beat do scary. it. Yeah, it was to just not be scared. And then they open the, door, the door and it's back. And then Pennywise realizes that. That he they're knows beating what's going him. on, yeah. I, I'm just going to say, well, first off, the him coming out of the refrigerator was genuinely terrible. Just about to say that. What did you think of that? That it was, was like unfolding himself. Yeah, that like un, 
folding himself accordion style was genuinely creepy. But I have to say, like my absolute favorite part of this whole movie is what happens in this scene is the uh like you just said how he's about to bite eddie then they go through the door or whatever so he realizes they're you know conquering their fears or what have you and he stops and when they walk into the room he repeats what they had just said because bill was like you got to remember it's not real it's not real and he, you know bill comes in and just pennywise immediately be like it's not real enough for you georgie <laughs> or bill and here's yeah. everything Oh my gosh. That whole thing of just like it was real enough for Georgie and then him just Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but that that killed me. That whole scene of from the refrigerator to when Beth stabs him in the eye. Best scene in the whole and movie. And then you see his his teeth remind me of uh, Venom. Oh yeah. Like Spider Man. Is this the first time you see his teeth? Like no, all no, he, no. when he bit Georgie's arm uh, off, you see okay. his teeth. Yeah. Because um. I was nervous if I would hate that. Because that's pretty CGI'd. And, like, in the TV movie, it's still pretty scary to only just see Tim Curry go, like, vampire teeth and then bite into Georgie, but... Yeah, you know, on top of Skarsgård being able to do that stuff with his eyes, he could also contort his body just like it was <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> I did watch a behind-the-scenes thing, and I'm pretty sure this is the first scene they shot where the kids actually saw Skarsgård in the Pennywise costume. Like, Skarsgård had avoided the kids with the, like, director's help. Like, they made sure to not have any interaction and then basically the director said like what are you okay with Skarsgård doing like are you okay with him touching you like spitting on you things like that and the kids like drooling not like hawk spit on him but like drooling on him and the kids were like yeah it won't be that bad and so most of the I think it was the girl that plays Beverly like half the time she's in the corner just screaming they said like most of that was real response to just how intense Skarsgård was Stupid kids. Those dumb They're kids. They're on set. He's an actor. Yeah, they know. You dummies. <laughs> or is he? <laughs> but I absolutely loved that scene. And it's the first hint at kind of its weakness because Bev stabs him through the eye. And the only reason that really works is because they think it's doing damage, if that makes sense. Uh, but that was pretty good. Uh, Definitely didn't like seeing Eddie's arm broken oh, and then yeah. Richie snapping into oh. place. Definitely hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eddie's reaction when he snaps it in is priceless. Oh, just, oh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I want to see that kid more stuff. He's He killed it. He did. He's, he's going places. He's, he's going places. It, part two. Uh, oh, man. What did you guys think of Eddie's mom, by the way? She's got it going on. She's, oh God. she's been giving him gazebos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gazebos. That means bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but so, like, I'm, I'm. I wanted to say that, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I bring it up. I bring it up just because, like, all, every time you see a parent watching TV, it's this creepy kids show that's actually a trick to get kids to go down into the sewers. Well, so it's not. It is when the kids are around because when Bev comes in the house. It's it is playing, but then afterwards, when she's in her room or whatever, it's back to the baseball game. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. It's weird. Oh, Peter, you're so smart. Thanks, man. The uh, and Henry sees it too, right? Well, Henry's yeah, multiple. A kid, so I guess he's a kid. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. But the reason I asked was because the mom seems to be average dairy creepy adult. Adult. You know, well, just yeah, like she gives she gives else. them a look like Bev's dad gives Beverly a look. Like she right. looks kind of evil. 
Right. Like, it looks like she's in on it. But then it becomes very clear that she told Eddie that he's allergic to all these things, that he's sick to all these things, to keep him from getting eaten by the monster. Yeah. So it's a weird kind of double standard. Really? Wait. Yeah. I, I, so, had, I didn't put that together. Yeah. I just oh, thought she was oh, yeah. overprotective. Well, that, but that's, that's why. why. Oh. It's like actually an okay-ish reason besides just move the fuck out of dairy to have that Munchausers by proxy. proxy. Yeah. Wait. So how do you, how do y'all know she knew of the monster? Because when he has the pl- when he has the gazebo freak out, mm-hmm. <laughs> he she's like tries to stop him, and I was only doing this to help you. Like you got to stay away from those kids. You got to like you know you got to stay inside. But that's her old rant about it. Overprotective just because he broke his arm. Like okay, don't fine, John. Disregard every other part of this movie. No, right. I'm not trying to. Dis- I'm just trying but, to get proof of no, how she it, was in on it. It's it's not as much. She doesn't directly say it, but I just feel that it's heavily implied through the circumstances of how every adult in this town seems to know what's going on. Like even Bill's parents vaguely seem to know what's going on because anytime Bill tries to talk to him, it's not a like, Hey, we need to just move on from this conversation. It's yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Bill's dad doesn't say you're wrong about him being in the Barrens. He just says, He's gone. He's Stop gone. Doing Stop this. doing this. Yeah, it's not like a actually emotional based response of like we have to move forward kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's so it's just an interesting conversation to finally like see a parent that's doing something to prevent their kid from getting. Yeah, they've all the rest of them have just accepted it. They're like, oh, twenty seven yeah. years again. I may be wrong, Peter, but isn't it something in the book where? The town when you move into the town, it's part of like this daze that you get, where it's it's you're almost complicit. It's not a like the parents are making this conscious choice of like, oh, I want my kid to die in dairy. It's almost like when you move into the town, they just can't control something it. Something happens so they to just you. Yeah, let it happen. Yeah, it's it. I can't remember how it's described in the book, but it's it's connected to why when you move away from dairy, you can't remember. You can't remember whatever happened to you in dairy. What happens in dairy stays in dairy. Like you literally have, have no memories. Well, it's yeah, not, they're not no memories, but it's hard to remember. Yeah, and it's because they'll touch on that in the second movie for sure, where they don't remember their childhood, and then all of a sudden, when they're back in Derry, it's all coming back. Yeah, it's like a fog's been lifted. Is the com- and so like the common description, and and that's how the book operates, where they keep doing these flashbacks, and so you have the yeah, that's why the, the flashbacks stories. exist is yeah. because it's the adults slowly remembering. And so with this first movie being the flashbacks but we're not flashing back we're just having them happen before so i'm i'm actually really interested to see how they do the second part right yeah that's that's the second part not as interesting as uh the stuff with the kids right well i think i think it can be like in the book it wasn't as boring it was a little bit slower paced but i think that's just the nostalgia factor of especially you know, since we're not really, a, I mean, we're adults, we're but adults. you know what I mean? We're not in our late thirties, early forties. So maybe we'll enjoy that part more later in life. But I think we're at a perfect age of thinking of the like kids running around on their bikes and stuff like that is like that nostalgia feeling of, we find that more interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm curious to see what part, part two comes out next Halloween, right? Yeah. I think I'm, September. I'm pretty excited. That's going to be awesome. But so yeah, like, the wellhouse thing happened. After this, the group kind of has a, the fallout. Yeah. Where they're like, we can't keep doing this. Um, and they kind of go on their separate ways. We get a nice, what is that band? X, X-T-C-X? Oh, shit. I forgot. They're that British pop band. 
that plays the Dear God song. Oh, that's it's a good song if you haven't heard of it, John. You should listen to it. It's very anti-religion though. <laughs> uh, but is this is it just Bev gets taken? I'm I might be misremembering this now. Because uh, it's they have the split up. Yes. And then is it Bev comes home? Her dad, who it's implied, but I don't yes. think heavily enough. That in he the movie. assaults her. Well, I well that's heavily implied. But I mean, in the books and in the TV series, it did that hint of implying that Pennywise is not possessing him, but manipulating him. And I feel like they didn't really do that in this one. They just made him a straightforward pedophile, which is fine. Like he's an evil dude. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's still evil works. enough evil there. <laughs> yeah, it it works still. But yeah, that that scene happens and so Bev gets taken and that's what brings them all back together to like go down to the well house, right? But not before we get Henry Bowers in the gang. Oh man, Henry Bowers killing his dad was super how, intense. How nice that Pennywise mailed him his knife back. I, I know we've been talking about the loser's gag, but Henry Bowers does a really good job in this movie. I'm genuinely terrified of that kid. Yeah. It's a really sad story. I want to make fun of his mullet. Like, I wish we could spend this whole podcast making fun of that dude's mullet, but he scares the shit out of me. He might come find us. <laughs> yeah, and, like, even when his dad is doing the stuff to him that makes him cry and stuff, you're like, oh, I just, I know exactly where this ends up. Oh, I know. They, I think that's what's brilliant, because I don't think they do that well in the TV movie, especially. I can't remember the book version that much about Henry Bowers, but they do a perfect job of just being like, this is the step someone becomes a serial killer anyway, Let's add a demonic spirit to the mix. You're going to get some, you know, cooking with peanut oil, boys. <laughs> and that, like, when he, I guess he slits his throat. Well, he, whatever, he slits his throat. He puts the knife up to his throat, and then he just, like, ejects it out. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But, like, his, he had, like, the blood on him, and it was just. Yeah, it squirts, you know. Ugh. Right in the juggler. Genuinely great and creepy shot, too, is when the kids go back to the well house and then you see Belch's car and Henry's driving and both Draco Malfoy and Belch are just dead. In the, he had killed his friends, too, just in the seats next to him. And he's talking to him like, wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> Do you think he carved his initials into them? Nah, he had more respect for them. Yeah, he just cut off their genitals. My yeah. real question is, do you think Draco Malfoy still, you know, like we were talking about, he didn't really seem to show a lot of hustle. So you think he killed Belch first, and then Draco was like, man, like, no, why would you do that? Yeah. Expecto Patronum. <laughs> Potter, why have you done this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but they go back to the well house, and then we get a little fight with the Henry Bowers thing, which was a little anticlimactic. And they also, like, I don't know how Henry Bowers survives that. Yeah. Because in, in the book and TV show, Henry Bowers is blamed for all the children all murders. It. And so he's still alive in an insane and he, asylum. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to do that when Henry Eve. Bowers fell into the darkest pit of more he was rolling around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I man. wish he had gotten shot by one of those uh, tranquilizers or whatever. God, we didn't even talk about um, Axe Body Spray lighter dude getting taken Oh, oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, Ooh. he was. He, that was a pretty good. That was a pretty good get. <laughs> Even though I blame him, why would you split up like that? What it's did like, he see? You go that way. <laughs> what did he see again? What was his scary dead bodies down? I mean, you didn't see the thing that he was afraid of. He just saw 
dead Yeah, he saw dead bodies, and when he was running, then he saw the balloon, and then Pennywise was behind the balloon, and it's at I Heart Dairy. And And then he screamed, and... <laughs> then his then, poster got. It's out. a facto. He's you know he's missing now. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Take it that bully. Oh yeah. The we also skipped over the Rock War, which is pretty funny in my opinion. Yeah, Rock War. And it's playing like that death, like terrible. Yeah, and then like both me like you. I I laughed because I'm pretty sure. If you got hit in the head with that many rocks, like I don't think you're getting up. Oh, Henry had up. a concussion. Yeah, surely several. Maybe that contributed to his ultimate demise. Maybe the loser gang pushed Henry over the edge by giving him multiple concussions. Okay, don't I, <laughs> tell the truth. No. Tell the truth. <laughs> I don't know. It, I can't remember that movie. Concussion. Concussion. Yeah. Yeah, right. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> Jinx. Friends. Oh. oh man, let's talk about this. Final, the final climax, really, of this movie, and then we'll move into Aww, you know, how Stanley. would you fix it? Got a face sucker. Ooh, yeah. <sighs> but I like that better. I personally like that better than what happens to him in the book in the in, in the TV series, where he just gets the the bright light, where he's just staring in front of the bright light, so he kind of gets. Like, I thought he committed hypnotized. suicide. He, this is later, oh, and okay. he's the first one to go. And it's because of this moment. And that's why I like how this movie handled it, where he got directly attacked by it. And it it wasn't just like, oh, the bright light. He got physically just assaulted all by his it. teeth and Ooh. like i hate it like i was so i felt so bad because he's like blaming bill for because like, they, none of this would have happened well yeah. also they left him yeah they didn't realize they had left him but sad. they left him it was really that was sad. that was sad you guys got to be holding hands buddy oh, system all the feels what did you guys think of uh pennywise's uh final attempt to scare beverly with the whole like clown car thing and the like weird dance and it wasn't that scary, but I kind of liked it. I liked I, it. It was yeah. entertaining, but it wasn't as like scary. Yeah, it was just kind of weird. Do you think he does that when no one else is down there too? Well, he obviously had to rehearse it, so yeah. you know he did some dry runs. Pennywise, you think he the dancing clown. Pennywise, the dancing clown. God, don't you hate when you have to do your own intros? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> rough. You gotta you gotta outsource for that, Pennywise. Yeah, <laughs> you think get that one was, of those kids floating around to do it? You think that was his audition scene? <laughs> Scars guard. I, I would like to think his uh, audition scene was pro- was one of the like, uh, like float scenes. The like him yelling at one of the kids or something because that was more genuinely creepy. And he's drooling. That was a lot. Well, of I bet drool. it was the Georgie scene. Yeah. Would you like a I balloon, Georgie? It, yeah, because like if you can't nail that scene, what what the fuck are you doing there, man? Yeah, and that's <laughs> get out that's of there. Also, like the longest scene with him and uh, yeah. talking and stuff for sure. But yeah, in this final showdown, it's the whole like. You know, no fear, power of friendship. Let's beat the shit out of this thing. God, such a good message. It is. Second, eh, I think my favorite actual line of this whole movie is Richie's in this final scene of when Pennywise gets the upper hand and grabs Richie. Yeah. Or grabs Bill and Richie's just like, you made me walk through shit water. You, uh, You almost got me killed three times. And like one more thing. And he's just like, and now... I'm going to have to beat the fuck out of this clown. And I was like, yes! <laughs> yes, Richie! <laughs> empowering. It was empowering. And it also was another scene of hinting at the um, what can ultimately beat it is you just have to believe you're going to hurt it. With the... Um, Bill had the, the bolt gun, and it wasn't loaded, but he still was able to hurt Pennywise with it for some reason. Yeah. I hope that... It's pretty heavy hand, Not heavy-handed, in my opinion. It, but pretty... 
It is, though. So I hope that it ends up actually being something in part two. Because if it's not, I'm going to be like, why did they emphasize this so yeah, much? Yeah, because Mike only said it about five times. Yeah, he's like, it's not loaded. It's not loaded, guys. <laughs> no one ever listens to the homeschool kid. God. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that they, they didn't. That's a good point. Good point. But, you know, I think it's a it's a pretty good ending. Just, you know, because it, it also, I would say it implies more that it's not dead. Than, oh, yeah. than the other ones. And the other ones, it makes it seem like it's dead. And then they're surprised that it's still alive when they have to come back. This one very much made it feel like, oh, they've just defeated it for now. <laughs> and because we know there's a part two coming. You don't know that. You don't know nothing, John. Spoilers, John. Not like we haven't already been talking about and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, uh, I... I'm trying to think. There are maybe like a few parts in this movie where it does seem to drag just because it is a two hour and some change movie. Or it's, I would say it's two hours and 30. Like I'm looking at it right now and it says 2.15. I feel like when I was watching it, it said 2.30. So I don't know if that's... It's 2.15. It's 2.15? It's like 2.14 something. Interesting. I don't know. And that's with credits. <laughs> and I watched every last word of those credits. It's a good gaffer. A lot of <laughs> who, appearances. Who was the best boy? Um, don't ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me that. I actually wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I just assumed they have gaffers. They always do. Uh, but uh, yeah, the movie closes out with the classic, you know, you have to promise me if it comes back in 27 yeah. years, you guys are going to come back. And Some we're gonna blood kill swapping. Some good old blood swapping. I felt bad for Henry in that scene because Henry got cut up by, or not Henry, sorry, Ben. I felt bad for Ben in the blood cut scene because Ben got cut up by Henry Bowers. He got slashed across the stomach by Pennywise. In the pre- like, this dude can't catch a break. Whenever he hangs out with these kids, he's getting gutted. He dropped yeah. his science project. <laughs> oh, man. And then the weird kiss, and then Bev is, like, touching his face. Oh, yeah, we didn't touch on the letter. Oh, the, the, uh, the poem he writes, or Ben yeah. writes for um, Beverly, and, and then she Beverly thinks, thinks it's, Bill. it's Bill. And then even after she realizes it's God. Ben, she yeah. still goes for Bill. Yeah. So, Story of my life. So here's, Son of a bitch. Here's <laughs> what this is, right? Ben is Quasimodo. Bev is Esmeralda. And Stuttering Bill is, I can't even remember the prince in the or the knight in Hunchback of Notre Dame. But that's what it felt to me. He didn't deserve her. Ben did. But he didn't get her because I don't know why. You know, I'm going to do a different analogy for you of what they really are. Ben's the frog prince. And you know why why I say that? Because Beverly is playing the music from Frog Prince in her (gasps) room the whole time. Boom! I pay attention to you, Peter. Yeah, that's right. Watch watch a movie next time. Well, no, I mean, I get (laughs) it. Makes sense, guys, because we know Ben's going to be super sexy as an adult. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it together as an adult. Not bad though. (laughs) (laughs) That's my. Bev goes on to star in uh, what is it? Sharper Objects and becomes Amy Adams. So she's not doing that bad. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. That I mean, that's how the movie ends, though, with the the blood pact. And uh, I do I don't really like the weird awkward they all go one at a time. It's not like this is the end of the rest of their friendships. Well, Bev is leaving to go out of town, but the rest of them are going to go to school. I didn't through check high the, school together. I didn't check this, but that might be their death order. Because Stanley's the first one to leave, and he definitely goes first. And then I didn't. Does really... Eddie leave next? Yeah. Right. Well, I'm trying to think who who dies. Well, I think they're the only two that 
kick it, right? And then the rest no, of them survive. No, no. No, because Mike survives, and so does Bill and Ben. And then Bev does, because Ben and Bev run off into the sunset together. I feel bad. I feel like we're spoiling yeah, part two uh, here, but this book's been out for forever, and so is the TV movie, so I don't feel that bad. I don't know, but I was just wondering. I was like, That this- might have been. Or at least the the next time they're attacked, that might be their order. Yeah. Um, but I don't like that. They do that in movies sometimes of the they go off one at a time and it's always this like you're not weird... gonna walk home or something. Well, yeah, as a group. It, it, yeah, because like I understand they're giving them, uh, Bill and Beverly time to have their like final moment or whatever, but the rest of the dudes are all still friends. They're all still living in Derry. They're gonna see each other the rest of the summer. They're gonna go to high school together. Like, the rest of the summer, it's September. It's oh, over. That's true. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, see you on Monday, I guess. Yeah, it'd just be like, I'll see you tomorrow, or see you, you want to do something tonight? Yeah, are there bikes still <laughs> in the middle of the street like Neanderthals? Yeah. That I, made me so mad. That made me, I actually loved that scene because it really showed Stan's character because they all threw their bikes <laughs> down and Stan threw that kickstand down and was like, come on, this is expensive bike, okay? My parents earned this money. Yeah, but I mean, that was that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think... It's all pretty clear that we all highly recommend this movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, this is definitely yes. a worth your free time. Um, oh, yeah. This is. I think this makes it on my list of I'm probably going to buy the Blu-ray at some point. Get out. Yeah. Well, for that's sure. high praise for Mark. I might wait until... I honestly might wait until they do part two and Get see if they do like, thing. Yeah, like a fun part one, part two, or if they combo them into something. They should do a penny sale. <laughs> John coming in hot. <laughs> Peter didn't get it. The name of the clown is Pennywise. Watch the movie, Peter. <laughs> it's called Watching the Film. Is there anything you guys would like to change to this movie or add to this movie before we close out? Hmm. Radio silence. Radio silence. I have some stuff. I like mean, that. it's I, not like a lot, but it's. So I guess I don't really understand why we need to have Pennywise understood by the kids. You know, like. Let us piece together later the history of Pennywise. Like them knowing the history now doesn't really mean anything. It didn't even help them defeat Pennywise. Like they can figure out that oh, you know, we're not afraid, or they they don't even have to realize they're not afraid. We can realize that when they're like banding together. I I just they didn't have to know everything, in my opinion. So you just have taken out more exposition. Maybe all of the exposition. Well, I, I feel like it's more of a, they could have pushed that to part two. Yeah. Oh, part for sure. two is supposed to be anyway when the adults really figure out what it was, when they come back, what was going on in the town. Yeah. Yeah, uh, take it completely out. Yeah. I like that. You like that too? Because it, it also made it less scary to the audience because we felt like we understood it. We're like, oh, it's not as scary being understood. Unless they start pushing the turtle on us in the oh, second God. one and then that's going to lose me. No, they would have had to have added the turtle now because the the turtle was in when they were kids, and then he does it again when they're adults. They could just change it now, oh, right? Oh, God, I hope they don't. I mean, they already the changed them, so. Um, I'm happy they kept the weird, creepy-ass sex orgy out of this, though, so that's... Well, all right, everybody. What? <laughs> it's important to bring up that in the book, there's a really creepy sex orgy, and I'm not okay with it. No. After they defeat Pennywise and they're in the sewers and they're all really stressed out and all that stuff, you know, Bev just helps them relax, <laughs> each one in their own turn. What's, I don't get it. 
totally creepy. And you know, and <laughs> it's it's very it's very strange to me why they couldn't put that in a yeah. film in 2018. If Stephen it's King weird. can write about teens touch, <laughs> not even like pre-teens touching each other, why can't they show that in film? <laughs> why why do we say that Stephen King is like I don't know? And then it'd, it'd make more sense why they would have left one at a time if that had happened that way. Because that's how they came. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm going into what that's. A, I'm going into what I would change because this is that's. This is gonna put us on a list. Yeah. This is gonna put us on a list. What list? Okay, top so five closeouts of all time. Peter, that kind I, of list. Peter, I agree with you. I think the exposition thing is something that needed to be pushed to uh, part two. I actually so I've read a lot of reviews and a lot of people actually like that this was just of the kids and you don't see them as adults. I like that. I actually would have preferred if the opening and maybe the closing, but more, uh, I'd lean more towards just the opening was the adults and them getting the calls from Mike and it starting this flashback. So you understand the second one is going to be now. But then right there, we would have already had to have casted them. Well, I know. I understand that would have been difficult, but I just mean from like a storytelling perspective that's something i really enjoyed about the book oh yeah was that setup of it was oh i'm going about my business i get a phone call from a friend who i haven't seen in years and then all of a sudden these memories of the time we had to fight some demon clown like it's a pretty awesome setup and i think that you know they miss out on that with um by not having any of that in this but it's not like again that's not like a huge complaint i think how it's set up as it is now it's pretty awesome. My only other thing I would have changed was I would have had Mike introduced earlier. I would have had Mike do more of what Ben was doing, and but just tone down on the exposition. More of just... Yeah, why not say that his grandfather told him some of this stuff? Yeah. Because his granddad knows. Right. He uh, clearly knows. And I, I think it would have been more of a just them piecing together the events are 27 years apart. They should have just brought up there was the whatever mine steel mill mine explosion there was this happening there was this happening and then one of them realized oh that's 27 years exactly but and then, then that be it you don't have to worry about even the that stuff. logic is kind of weird like an accident can't happen in dairy that isn't associated with pennywise you know well but it's that on top of the fact that kids the national they find the national average of God, yeah that line whatever, made me laugh how that's presented is yeah. pretty funny but and that's just adults kids way higher way higher would that not have lowered the stakes a little bit if we had seen the adults first flashing back? Because if you if you didn't read the book, you might think that it's not. Um, I mean, gonna yeah, be that's about, true. Well, you could do like it, then you know they survive. Well, you could do it where it's for now. Well, <laughs> well, you could do it where you show some of them. Like you can know you can have Mike going off of how the book does. It, you can go Mike calls Bill, like calls Bill first, and so you just see adult Bill. And then it starts the flashback or and to some extent he could just drop a line of like, are you going to call the others? And then that way it's a vague, you don't know who the others are. So that, that could leave it vague, but I see what you're saying that that does leave a trick of, you then know, you the couldn't have the opening the way that it is. And the opening's really good. Yeah. Opening is super solid, but yeah, I don't know. That's second guessing himself. It's a well, fact, though, you know. I don't know. Well, it's just the trade off. It's a yeah. trade off of stakes versus like an, you know, nonlinear, interesting storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that would get me. I knew it would. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, that's really all I got. Um, I did. I did. In my notes, wanted to bring up one last thing that I thought was interesting was uh, the first time you see the movie theater. Yeah. That it's Batman eighty nine. 
pretty funny. That made me that made me giggle. You know, Batman fighting that Joker, just like they're fighting that Pennywise. And in Richie's uh, bedroom, he's got like a Gremlins poster. Yeah, yeah, it's fun, Solid. fun stuff. Oh, I completely forgot to ask you. I know we're we're about to run out of time, Peter. I know, this but cool. Um, I forgot to ask you guys. Did you guys pay attention and see if you could spot Pennywise on the walls I and saw in posters him. and stuff? He he appears. He is. I saw him in the alleyway. Amount. He is there. The alley one, I would say, is the most clear one and the best used. But he appears randomly in other stuff. He's definitely he's on. I want to say he's on one of the posters in Ben's room for a split second, and like weird stuff like that. We were like, whoa! So that's a fun thing to do on rewatching is to see if you can spot the Pennywise. Play a drinking game out of it. <laughs> what would you guys like to, or would you guys have liked to have seen Henry and his goons instead of him killing his dad? They end up, they run into them in the sewer, the kids in the sewer, and they like team up to fight Pennywise at the end. Well, that's kind of what, I mean, it's not what happens in the book, but it's semi-similar. The the gang chases them into the sewer, and they just get picked off by Pennywise, and then Henry's the only one that makes it out. Mm. And uh, But he gets out another way than the, the loser gang does, which is why, another reason why Henry gets blamed. Um, Interesting. I would have liked to have seen the visions of them, what they were scared of. What Belch was afraid of? Probably yeah. farts. What's a burp's worst fear? A fart. fart. Yeah. Mm. A fart coming out the mouth. <laughs> a mouth fart. <laughs> no, yeah, but that'd been interesting. Oh, yeah, we need to we need to land this plane. Uh, any other final thoughts? John, you just had your final thought. We're definitely all in agreement. This is worth your free time. That's yeah, good. We're all super excited about part two. And uh, even though it's Halloween when this comes out, we have uh, two, possibly three more horror movies oh, coming I down the pipeline. So. I keeping this, I love it. Keeping this horror train going. So uh, Come stop by and uh, trick-or-treating, and we'll give you some candy. Can't tell you an address, yeah. though. <laughs> just vaguely show up at people's house and just wonder if it's us, and then ask for candy. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know what we look like. Exactly. And on that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Play us out, Peter. <laughs> <laughs>